The Arizona Cardinals win ugly to remain undefeated at 5-0. and That's right. They're perfect still. But it wasn't pretty and also cost them a bunch of key players, even more so. We're getting into all of it. We're breaking it all down. It's Bo. It's Alex. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea. The Arizona Cardinals improved to 5-0 with a 17-10 victory over the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. sending the Niners below 500 at 2-3. and Cardinals' defense was able to kind of flex a bit and actually really win this game for this team when the offense struggled to uh, move the ball down the field and get points. As Alex likes to always point out, the Cardinals need to score more points than their opponent to win. True. It almost didn't happen in this contest for the first time in 2021. We're going to break it all down. Also, some key injuries in this contest. The guy that you and I, Alex, have called the MVP of the 2021 squad. We'll see what uh, the latest is on Rodney Hudson. Rib injury knocked him out of that contest in the second half. Uh, Also, Byron Murphy didn't play in this game. I mean, you just had a bunch of injuries across the board for the Arizona Cardinals. Isaiah Simmons luckily came back in this contest after making a big play and really uh, putting his body, his his mind on the line by absorbing a huge hit from a big old rookie quarterback that, uh, I mean, could have been a tie game if he doesn't make that stop against Trey Lance in the first half. Yeah, I mean, this was, it felt like a baseball doubleheader. Like it felt like it lasted forever. It was boring at a lot of times, but it was just like, I mean, we've seen the Cardinals on the other side of these a lot more than where we are now, you know, on, on the winning side. And yeah, Isaiah Simmons, the, the big thing that this came down to, and we'll break down the numbers and stuff today and tomorrow, like it was one for five on fourth down. That's what it was for the 49ers. That's where this came down to. I think Kyle Shanahan was had some coaching malpractice when they were trying to go for it on fourth down when they were in field goal range a couple of times. It's like you take the points where you can, especially with an offense that was much lesser than, and you're looking at two teams that now really have to rebound, the Cardinals with their injuries, and and obviously the same with the 49ers and their record. It's just, it was a weird game. You take the win, you move the hell on, and you think the points will be less at a premium next Sunday, week six, when they go to Cleveland. Yeah, and Cleveland was in a shootout with uh, the Chargers in L.A., and it was uh, just an unbelievable contest. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals offense is going to want to be back at full strength. We'll see, you know, Darren Urban, of course, uh, lead writer over there at ArizonaCardinals.com says there was no updates in the post-game press conference from head coach Cliff Kingsbury. No updates on Max Williams, but we can only assume what we saw from Max Williams, the hit, the direct helmet to the knee. It's not going to be good. He was carted off the field in the first half making a play. Uh, Max Williams seems to be a serious injury. We'll see what the team does with the tight end position going forward. But Rodney Hudson, uh, as I said, no new information on on his injury, the rib injury that they reported. And the offense just, comp- you know, they were at least moving the ball a little bit. But at, right after Hudson's injury and he left the field, it got even tougher. This is going to be, hopefully he doesn't miss any extended, te- uh, you know, period of time for this organization because, 
he's he's the straw that stirs the drink. Yep. Yeah, this is uh and we were talking joking before we cracked the mics like would you rather have the Cardinals lost but everybody been healthy after the game? You know, like are do the you don't give away wins in the NFL. Obviously it's pseudo rhetorical, but if Rodney Hudson's going to be out for a week or two, especially with the vaunted uh uh Browns defense coming up next week, it you're going to have Sean Cooper is going to have uh, his work cut out for him in the next 6 days or so. But yeah, I mean, obviously Max Williams, everybody went over and gave him a big hug. It took it was an elongated break. Uh, they showed on the on the on the telecast, everybody going over, giving him dabs because everybody knows how important Max Williams is, not necessarily numbers wise, but to this team, you know, as just as a glue guy, as you call it. Um, yeah, I mean, you obviously you don't want to see injuries to anybody, let alone one of their you know vocal and and just you know true leaders of the squad. I guess both of them with him and Rodney Hudson. So the offense, there was a lot that we wanted to see from this offense that we didn't. Kyler Murray comes up with the big play with DeAndre Hopkins at the end of this game to put things away. Uh, just unbelievable. You know, it was uh, down the field 30 yards, and then the next play he finds number 10 again for an unbelievable pass and catch mm. strike to the end zones. And it's, it makes you kind of, as I was telling you off air, it's just like it makes you kind of scratch your head and like, why, why do they just not target DeAndre Hopkins all the time? Um, Rondell Moore made an unbelievable catch in this contest, but that was the, that was the sealer right there. You know, I want to talk about this offense, but I also want to give credit where it's due and celebrate what this defense was able to accomplish today. Or yeah, as we record on Sunday, it was it was unbelievable. We only saw two sacks of uh, of Trey Lance, but he was not comfortable for the most part, and that's what you needed to do as the Arizona Cardinals defensive unit all day long because they were not getting any relief from their offense all game yeah. long. Right. I mean, this was the J.J. Watt coming out party. Again, like what we said during the pregame was sack numbers would be important. Trey Lance felt it enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, th th these guys are living in the backfield, especially with Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey as the bookends. You know, Mike McGlinchey got beat like he stole something a couple times <laughs> by Chandler Jones, uh, et cetera. And Chandler Jones had that questionable, um, unnecessary roughness call where he lowered his, where he lowered his head. That. It's not that. like it's it's a necessary evil when it comes to the player safety and the crown of the helmet and all that stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, I've never seen people two people standing up and one going right into the chat, right and going to the um to the face mask. But so in college, is that targeting? Does he get kicked out in the college game with that I, call? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Leading with um, the helmet isn't that the whole call? Yeah, but it's usually a pile driving thing. Like that would be probably looked at and passed on, but yeah, I mean, targeting is a whole other thing. Um, all in all, with the two top corners or the you know the number one corner and then Marco Wilson's probably the third corner. You know, uh, Robert Alford played fine. He got called for a pass interference call, which was a joke early on. Um, all in all, they played fine. And and Trey Lance with the interception early on helped the Cardinals kind of uh, turn the field with Buda Baker uh, pretty much immediately. So yeah, again. There's a lot of ugliness. Isaiah Simmons saved a touchdown, but the defense, they were on the field for 31 minutes, which is a lot. I mean, it's a lot. An extra minute on the field is a lot in, in, in the game. And you come up with a victory with them as the anchor. It's really all you can ask for when the offense was pretty porous. It was, it was a really interesting performance defensively because, and they were put in a lot of tough situations. Um, I felt like, especially in the second half, there was a lot of drives where 
the Niners couldn't get out of their own way. They were putting themselves in first, you know, first and 20 and second and long and third and long and finding ways to convert, moving the change with penalties. And the Arizona Cardinals finally get kind of some breathing room. Um, you know, they make a big stop on fourth down. And then the Chase Edmonds fumble happens. And the defense is back in a tough spot. But it's that they, they didn't even really break at all all game long. I mean, yeah, they, they get the touch, the one touchdown, but they, they played, you know, it was, was their best performance. I, I think, you know, is it, can it, is it, was it a better performance than week one? Yeah. Cause it was needed. They yeah, could was, fly however they wanted. They were, they were scoring so many points in week one and Chandler yeah. Jones, like, I don't know what Chandler Jones and Taylor LeJuan did like that. That wasn't supposed to happen. What happened to week one? I mean, Chandler Jones gets, um, he didn't have a sack today, right? No. So he's no. still he's still a gooser after week one. But yeah, yeah this was because they needed it. They needed it on Sunday. Like these are these are games where last year and obviously in 2018, this is where the offense wouldn't produce at all. And the defense would have to go out there like superheroes and not get tired. And I mean, especially when a team's running it down your throat, like that's what San Francisco tried to do. And they did for a large part, but it's been a bend don't break year defensively. Yeah. It it just hasn't. You know, you got to give them. You got to give them credit. They were the better. They were the better side of the ball today. Even though the Cardinals ended with a bang, five and zero oh on the season. How necessary was a game like this? We're going to get into that conversation. Plus, more from the performances. Get more into the offensive side of the football. Why? Why couldn't they get it going? We're going to get into all of that here on Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Thank you for making us the first listen. As far as any of your Cardinals information, thank you for tuning in to us each and every day. Do also want to hook you up with some valuable information, the GetUpside app. It's an incredible app for anybody who drives, anybody who has to go fill up at the gas station, anybody who buys gas. Get the GetUpside app, and our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents per gallon each and every fill-up that they're making. Just download the GetUpside app at the App Store, Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That means you're 50, you get 50% bonus or $0.50 cents cash back per gallon on your first fill-up. Just use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.50 cents per gallon on your first tank. Some people are making upwards of $200, $300 every month because they drive a lot with the GetUpside app. You can cash out anytime, your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store. Google Play, promo code TOUCHDOWN will get you an extra $0.25. That means $0.50 per gallon, your first fill-up. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Cliff Kingsbury, 18 and 18 and 1. 18, 18 and 1. So he's back to the 500 mark. It was a uphill climb. I was corrected on Twitter by our guy Jess Root from uh, Cardswire. I said this is the first time that Cliff has been uh, 500 in a long time. He pointed out that they were 3-3-1. And one. and that after they had a, a run, after they finally got their first couple wins in the, during the Cliff-Kyler era. So now he's crawled all the way back, and he's the. it makes Kyle Shanahan now the only head coach in the NFC West under 500. That was according to Blaine Grishek, a uh, Rams podcaster. So Kyle Shanahan is the lone head coach in the NFC West under 500. And I just, you know, I was kind of 
overwhelmed, I guess. Not overwhelmed, not <laughs> overwhelmed. Uh, steal a famous movie quote. What was that from 10 Things I Hate About You? Uh, uh, by his play calling performance. Like, I thought you and I disagree on this. I know this, that his fourth down call where he had fullback Kyle Juszczyk take the snap from the center. You thought that was a good play call. Where I disagree when you've got a six, almost six five quarterback that can just fall and pick up the first down and fourth. Yeah, I don't know. I just think because it was different. It, it was the fact that Kyle Yushek was in motion. It's just it's Shanahan-y. You know, if Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> would have called that, I would have you know called for his head. But like, yeah, it's it's smart. I understand. I get the idea. You know, it wasn't like you're running an end around to George Kittle or something. If you were playing and you're handing the ball of four yards behind the line of scrimmage around like a bonehead play like that. Like, Kyle Juszczyk is a bowling ball. You hike it, you push over your center, and you get the first down. I understand. Like, the fourth down stops the Cardinals made today were like the uh, whatever catch it was where it was. Uh, who the hell was it? Was it a, an NFL game this morning? The the tippy toes were was barely on. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. like it was it was inches. Like the Cardinals could have lost this game by inches. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they got it, he was very close. I understand the play call. Yeah. You know, it's but inch- yeah. but let me tell you, Shanahan is going to be the the headline somewhere in some newspaper within two years. Shanahan. You can take it whatever you want. I won't trademark it. Whoever wants to use it, Bill Plashke, whatever. Shanahan. One for five on fourth down. I'm, yeah. I'm shocked that they went for it on f- fourth down five times. Uh, of course, the big stop by Isaiah Simmons, the big stop. Uh, you had the big stop from Zayvon Collins during the game. I'm mm-hmm. interested to see what his snap count looks like because I think Zayvon Collins saw the field probably for the most most time, most snaps that he's seen in his NFL career so far through five games. Uh, but it's interesting. You look at the offensive totals and you say, Arizona Cardinals defense dominated this game. And then you look at the Arizona Cardinals offensive numbers and they comp with the uh, with the Niners' offensive numbers. I mean, it's first downs. Niners had 19. Cardinals had 20. Uh, as far as third down, Niners were three for 11. The Arizona Cardinals were three for 10. Total plays, Niners went, ran one less play than the Arizona Cardinals. Total total yards, 338. They outgained the Cardinals at 304. Uh, they just weren't finding that uh, that rhythm that we've seen through four games going into this contest. It, uh, it was, it was worrisome because, you know, I know the Niners are good at defense, but and maybe it's the injuries that were not given enough credit here, but that was a, it was a disappointing offensive performance by the Arizona Cardinals. To say yeah, least. for sure. It was, uh, the front seven's good. Rodney Hudson got hurt. Uh, it's like their whole game plan was stopping the, stopping the Cardinals on defense and hoping that their rush attack worked on offense. Like, you could tell what their game plan was, and it was yeah. stop Kyler Murray. Like, obviously, every week that's how it is, but normally it's 50-50 offense-defense. They're kind of punting on offense, and they're like, you know what? These are the schemes we're going to run. We're going to keep them guessing. We're going to keep them on their toes. And then when Rodney Hudson went out, it made everything, you know, significantly easier to rush the quarterback. You know, it, it just did. And, like, going forward on fourth and goal and not getting it, there was a quick three and out there with Kyler. Like, this was like we talked about how we thought the game was going to go. We thought it'd be a little bit higher scoring, but I was I was like, there's a chance this game could be really, really ugly and gross and boring and just, you know, as long as they win, you move on to Cincinnati, you know? Like, that's that's what it is. 
Um, and I know they're playing Cleveland. I was Bill Belichick. Okay. Right. Um, oh, and it was in the Red River rivalry that I was talking about with the catch on the sideline mm-hmm. that was shoestring um, from yesterday. But yeah, I mean, we, we can't say it enough. I think this is more of an exception to the rule because it has been through five weeks. The Cardinals averaged 35 points a game through the first four weeks. Minnesota is a pretty good defense. Like they're not just playing cupcakes the whole time. Uh, we'll see what happens in Cleveland because Cleveland's defense is, is two-faced. Um, yeah, and the stat that just came out, Cleveland is the first team in NFL history to score 40 points and not commit a turnover going into the fourth quarter and lose. 4-0-1 and 0 were the records of teams that did that. So they're going to be coming off this crazy, insane game with the Chargers that they ended up losing on the road. So the Cardinals, you know, are Cleveland's going to be on their heels, and the Cardinals will bounce back offensively next week. Arizona Cardinals, I believe, going into this contest when scoring less than 20 points per game, 1-8. and eight. They scored 17 on Sunday. So I think that it was a necessary... It was necessary for the Arizona Cardinals to win ugly Perfect. to prove that they can, that they can, that they're going to be able to win any kind of game going forward. Now, we've only seen a couple different types of games, you know, high scoring, uh, lucky wins like against Minnesota, uh, and then ugly slugfests like this one, um, where they win 17 to 10. And it's like, they just needed that extra score to put this thing away. And, and we had to wait until what, five minutes left in the game for them to get it? it just so let him long. Yeah. So just a little positivity as we go into our last segment, just a little random thing. I'm looking at the schedule. The Cardinals are five and zero. okay? Mm-hmm. They just won very ugly. They play Cleveland on the road. Good team. They get the Texans at home, Packers short week. Anything could happen at home. Then they go 49ers, Panthers, Seahawks. The Cardinals could legitimately be nine and two or 10 and one through 11 weeks. Like that's where we are now. The fact that they made it through the weird early part of the schedule. They beat Tennessee on the road. They took care of Minnesota. Luckily, you know, they went to Jacksonville like they were supposed to, to win. They beat the Rams on the road. Some of their tougher games on the schedule that we've been talking about with the wide receiver ones, it's behind them. Mm-hmm. Two out of the next three weeks, you know, they have Odo Beckham and, uh, and Devonte Adams, but without Russell Wilson, with that 49ers Travis Sham mockery of an offense, and then you have Houston and Carolina who's reeling, this is now looking like a favorable schedule for the Cardinals when before the season started, we're like, this is a murderer's role. That's what we continue to say. That's why you play the games, and that's why, like, this is wild that we're having this conversation right now. It is because, you know, when you looked at the when the first when the schedule first came out, uh, you know, you look at games like Tennessee, I think a lot of people were giving the edge to Tennessee that, you know, they weren't looking at, they were just looking at previous performance. They're back-to-back seasons in the postseason. They had Derrick Henry. They, uh, even before they had Julio Jones, it was Ryan and Tannehill, 33 touchdowns, seven picks and AJ Brown. You're like, okay, it's on the road. They're probably going to take an L there. You probably think that they're going to lose to the Rams. They'd never beaten McVay in the Rams. And then the 49ers, you just didn't know what to expect. Uh, the Niners are taking steps, you know, instead of taking a step forward, they're taking two steps back this season. Um, it, it was just, that's, it's just this NF, the NFL is tough and everything that you think, you know, changes like on a dime, it's unreal. And the Arizona Cardinals are able to have been able to navigate it better than anybody, any team 
this season so far and, and a hats off to him and it's it's a blast look it's an absolute blast you know and and now it's going to come down to and we're starting to see the you know the realities and the rigors of the nfl rear its ugly head with injuries and that's going to be probably the biggest key as far as them competing especially in games coming up and like in week six against the cleveland browns team uh, yeah and just a little thing talking about injuries Kyler, I'm looking at Twitter right now. This is, you know, real time. Um, Kyler was quoted as saying that he talked to Rodney. He thinks Rodney will be good. good. So perfect. I mean, ribs are tough. Rodney Hudson doesn't miss a whole lot of games. Uh, Max Williams. I mean, when people ooh in the negative way, when you see somebody get rolled up on on a on the jumbotron at State Farm Stadium, you could hear it. Yeah, may, may not be great for him for the next handful of weeks. He may be heading to the IR. Yeah, what should the Arizona Cardinals do at the tight end position? No disrespect to Max Williams, who's been fantastic for them. We'll get into that. Plus, uh, more takeaways from this ugly victory. But it is a victory Monday if you're listening to us and making us your first listen. We appreciate that here on Lockdown Cardinals. Do want to tell you about a uh, perfect way to get your TV together. I'm talking about Direct TV. Direct TV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. The best part about it, no annual contract. Get all your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more. DirectTV.com. That's DirectTV.com, Alex. Yeah, um, and we also get to talk about Built Bar, Bo. I love Built Bar. We got something, we got a, a message in the DM that I knew that a flavor that we love is coming back, coming back. Um, Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It is. Uh, they taste good. They're good for you. And they're all covered in chocolate. Apple Almond Crisp is back in Bill Bar. Like these flavors are, are legit. They sound super like hokey and there's no way it tastes like that, but they do. Um, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, uh, cookie dough chunk was on, was on the shelves. Now that's gone. The apple, uh, apple almond crisp is back. Like these things are legit. Um, 18 grams of protein, four to five grams of sugar, less than five grams of net carbs. Built bar is the healthiest candy bar you'll ever have. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's talk about the NFC West real quick. Uh, the Seahawks, 2-3, and three, Russell Wilson out for a long time. What, four to six weeks? So, yeah, four to eight is what they said. I'm sure he'll come back earlier. I'm sure he'll be back before week 11 when the Cardinals play him. Uh, you had the San Francisco 49ers at two and three now, and it really just legitimately looks, and, and this is, you know, obviously week five perspective, but, you know, it, it's the NFC West has become a two-team race. You know, things are starting to figure themselves out. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals and the in the LA Rams, five and oh and four and one respectively, you know, the, C the Seahawks didn't, you know, they're going to have to face not having the quarterback, but also their inability to kind of play on the defensive side of the football. And, and then the Niners are going to have to win some games that they're not going to be favored in a lot of, you know, a couple weeks here going forward. Yeah. And I mean, it, what the Cardinals have going for them is usually starting five and zero is a pretty good indicator. You're going to make the playoffs in some capacity. You're not saying that the Rams, that the Cardinals would definitely win the division. The Rams are a very, very good team. 
the Cardinals embarrassed them last week, but they're a very, very good team. Having said that, the NFC is totally top heavy. So you can look at it, the NFC West wise, and the Cardinals are, you know, placing themselves in a very good spot. They're two and oh in the NFC West. They're three games up in the loss column from two interdivision, you know, foes. But you have the Cowboys at four and one, the Cardinals and Rams, the Packers at four and one, and the Bucks at four and one. Those are the only teams that are like, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. I mean, there's a bunch of crap box teams that have three wins the Panthers, the Saints, the Bears, and that's it. There's only three other teams with three wins uh, in the NFC. So that's seven teams right there. Barring any sort of catastrophic event, which you knock on wood for for any team, let alone the team you cover, they're in a pretty damn good spot, Bo. Yeah. They're in a pretty damn good spot. I was watching the uh, wild into the Chargers Browns game, and it was a pair of three and one teams going at it, and they they showed a pretty cool stat that the teams that improved the four and one, they had a about an over seventy five cent seventy five percent chance of making the postseason. Seventy five percent of the teams that started forty one four and one ended up going to the playoffs. The teams that dropped to three and two, they had an under fifty percent chance of making the postseason. Now the Arizona Cardinals at five and zero. I've seen since like two thousand six teams that start five and zero. They average nearly twelve wins per game or per season. So the Arizona Cardinals, you know that that would be, and that was a sixteen week season. The Arizona Cardinals are on the right path. <laughs> Let's just say that. I mean, it's starting five and zero is a huge head start. And as Alex kind of outlined, you've got games. Sure, you've got a big game against the Cleveland Browns. You've got a game coming up again against the Niners. You've got the the Green Bay Packers, and you've got the Texans mixed in there. The Arizona Cardinals, it's they're going to have an opportunity to continue this hot start and get this unbelievable in, increase this unbelievable re- lead them in the Rams on the rest of the division. That you know, I think it was like five thirty eight. That was that had an article come out that was is the NFC West this year the best division ever in NFL history. Come on. Is, well, yeah, now it's just like, no, I mean, it's kind of, it, it, we figured it's uh, itself out. Well, yeah. But uh, it, it's pretty wild how things can kind of just change. The Cardinals still have games against the Texans, the Panthers, the Lions, and the Colts. So, I mean, that should be four right there. Say three, that's eight. And then they have, how many more games? Nine or eight besides that? I mean, there's this is where, yeah, this is where you want as many games as possible so you can just supplant the old thought process around the organization and sweet mother just enjoy it. <laughs> you know, and just hope hope for no injuries and hope that, you know, that you keep playing good enough football to uh to win in bow. What's the most important thing? You gotta score more points than the other team. I'm probably gonna um Probably going to retire that to the rafters after this yeah, week. I'm thank God, thank yeah. God. Uh, You're welcome. So Max Williams likely going to miss a lot of time. Yeah, Rodney Hudson, luckily not. Looking at this at the NFL, people in my Twitter mentions were saying, "Hey, take a look at Dan Arnold. He's poor guy stuck in Jacksonville. He signed a contract with Carolina earlier this off season. Got traded to Jacksonville. He was in that uh, Henderson deal that sent the cornerback." former first-round pick to Carolina. Jacksonville's own five. Uh, looking across the rest of the league, you know, Philly's at two and three, but they had a big win on Sunday. Talked about Carolina Panthers. They roared past past uh, Carolina. I mean, do you see any tight ends on some of these bad teams 
I think maybe Atlanta, who had a big win in London. Yeah, that's Hayden what I was going to say. Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Like that's a name where he was like, he was a first round pick in Baltimore, right? He was, yeah. he was in the teens yeah. in the first round. I can't remember where he went to call. It doesn't really matter. South Carolina, I believe. Yeah. How do you, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Kyle Pitts is obviously the guy there. And when Calvin Ridley comes back and Russell Gage comes yeah. back, Hayden Hurst with his flowing locks, I think would be a fantastic acquisition. Like you probably have to give up a fourth for him. You probably have to give up a fourth for him. I think they gave up. What did they give up? Like a second or something? I got to look at that trade. They gave up a pretty hefty sum for him. But if you can give up a fourth for a tight end that you know is a pass catching guy that can that can play in the slot, play up the you know run at the seam, and everything. like he'd be a great addition. Zach Ertz is just he's an interesting guy because you can trust him to run like AJ Green to a little bit of a lesser extent, run and turn around and catch the ball. He's six five, wherever big he is. Like you just need somebody that's trustworthy. Let's play the tight end position, and that's it. What's the oof? Just looking at what he got it dealt for. Uh, the Ravens traded a fourth round pick to the Falcons and for a for Hurst and a second for a second round pick and a fifth round pick. Jesus. Yeah, and you know who that second round pick turned out to be? J.K. Dobbins. That was a, oh, <laughs> that's a pretty steep price tag. Yeah, for, for a guy that's got sixty eight yards receiving. I it's I don't expect that much to go to Atlanta if, if they do deal uh, Hayden Hurst at this point in his career. But you know, I, I think at this, when you look at the Arizona Cardinals and their tight ends, like you've got Ross Travis, you've got uh, Demetrius Harris, you don't have Darrell Daniels might be your blocking option. It's, it's just, you gotta make, I think you gotta make a move at this point. We'll see what they do. Uh, well, this it, is the time to leverage everything. Yeah. Like this is the time where the future doesn't matter. The future doesn't matter right now. If you can get, an impact player, whether it be in the secondary or from tight end or whoever they see as a need for this team, this is where high draft picks come into play because you have Kyler still on one more year of his rookie deal. You have James Conner and AJ Green and you know on one-year deals. You have Rodney Hudson who restructured even though he got a bump. DeAndre, Hawk, uh, DeAndre Hopkins already got paid. We'll see what happens with Chandler Jones. That's going to be the interesting part. But at this point, ask San Francisco how hard it is to make it to the Super Bowl in the last 10 years and what it's like before and after that. If the Cardinals really want to give themselves a chance to make a run, they're going to have to update the roster. They're going to have to not update. They're going to have to improve the roster in a couple different spots. And if you see it as an, as an opportunity to do it now, and if a second round or first round pick comes into play for specific people, everything should be on the table, right? Yeah, and you're not saying Hayden Hurst. I mean, Hayden no, Hurst. no, no, no. Yeah. But like, so say I don't know, like Marshawn Lattimore comes in, or you know, somebody like that. We because that's that was a hot name. Say there's a corner that's pissed off that wants out of where they are. Mm-hmm. Give up a first round pick for it. It's going to be in the late twenties at this point, yeah, anyways. I mean, what, what if you know Philly falls out of contention? I mean, they lost three in a row. They've got yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Darius Slay looks great. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know, you you flip, you know, a third or second round pick for Darius Slay. I think that's an easy answer. Locked on Cardinals. We're gonna have a lot more of those conversations going forward. I mean, this is this is gonna be this is a blast already. This is gonna be fun even more going forward. Huge game coming up. The Arizona Cardinals at five and zero taking on the three and two Cleveland Browns in the mistake by the lake. That's going down. Baker, Kyler, two No Freddie Kitchens. You know, being the drunk uncle that he was as a head coach. It's it's gonna be. Kevin Stefanski, his play calling, Cliff Kingsbury, can he get his play calling back up the snuff 
after a down game from this offense. We're going to be breaking it down. Jeff Lloyd brings it from our, he's our locked on Browns guy. Can't wait. I just can't wait. This is what, like, I think that they should start flexing immediately. Or you have two games that are the options and you just pick the best one immediately. Like this would, I haven't looked at the, the slate, but tell me a game that has more intrigue than this in week six. Uh, I mean, I can, I can look for you, but I, you'd be hard pressed to find it. Hard Absolutely. pressed to find it. It's, I mean, it's, it's Baker, it's, it's Kyler. I mean, it's already got that. And then you've got two good teams with Cleveland. That's going to be, they're going to be excited about this one. Uh, your Sunday night game is, I think I already saw that they're going to hold steady with this one. Pittsburgh, Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's Dallas, New England next week. Um, and there's the Chargers and Ravens. But yeah, yeah that's no that's way. It's tough. tough. And your bye week start next week. San Francisco. Yeah, on. and and one thing on top of this, I know we have to leave. The yeah. best bye week for a team to have is Thanksgiving week. Because it's so weird and it doesn't make any sense. You're with your family, you have the hangover. Because what happened with the Cardinals last week? They last year, they played a team on Thanksgiving week and they were supposed to beat and they didn't. And we're like, was it because the hang, you know, the hangover of Thanksgiving and all that stuff, the, uh, you know, whatever trip the fan that's their bye week this year. It's a little bit late, but they don't have to worry about anything all the way through that week. Good things. We will talk to you guys on Tuesday. This episode of course premieres on YouTube at 10 AM. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for checking us out, subscribing, leaving a review, a rating. Uh, we thank everybody who's done that for us. Uh, just uh, you're too kind. Make sure you're following on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards at Clancy's Corner at B O B R A C K. Have a great rest of your Monday. We'll talk to you Tuesday right here, Locked On Cardinals. And uh, thanks for making us your first listen. Now check out your second listen of Monday. It's me on Locked On NFL Podcast and oh. Peacock and Williams. Why? Why would I promote that national show? I don't know. I own and your own on Thursday with Tyler Rowland. Get him a fruit basket. Get Brian Peacock a fruit basket. He can't be in a good place right now with his 49ers. Yeah. Second listen, Peacock and Williams as well. Check it out on all platforms. It's free, just like our show. Enjoy.